This episode is brought to you by Xfinity Mobile. Learn how existing customers can save hundreds when you buy one unlimited line and get one unlimited intro line free for one year. Plus now through February 27th, ask how to get up to $800 off the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Go to XfinityMobile.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Free unlimited line offer ends March 21st. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Say you're a professional landscaper. You're not just tough. You're professional grade. And so are your tools. Because you got best-in-class Echo X series products. You got a perfect balance of power, weight, and performance from a professional-grade 56-volt battery system. Max-out battery tech that gives 100% power till a 0% charge. Echo X Series means best-in-class tools for best-in-class pros. So when we say Echo is professional grade, we mean it. Echo. Power on and on. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. (laughs) Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm joined by Aram in Toronto. Aram, what up? Hello. And we are recording this during the NBA draft. It's after the lottery. The first round apparently is still still happening. But but what really, do we care about that? Yeah. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> we really just cared about up until number number fourteen, and. I got to say, like, I, I feel pretty, pretty good, um, but I'll elaborate on that later. How, Aram, are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. These, this is a good draft. These are good results. I don't know realistically how you could have asked for much more. Yeah, yeah. So for those who haven't heard, uh, the Warriors got Jonathan Kaminga at number seven. And then they got Moses Moody at number 14. So I'm like super damn happy. I mean, I, I've i been saying that I wanted a combination of either James Booknight at seven and Zaire Williams at 14 or Jonathan Kaminga at seven and Chris Duarte at 14. Duarte went 13th to Indiana, but then this was kind of a crazy lottery, like everything got jumbled up and we ended up with Moses Moody, who's somebody that like we haven't talked much about lately because he was high up on people's boards and he, he was, he seemed to be high in the Warriors organization, but it felt like he just wasn't going to be there at 14 at all. So, yeah, it seemed like he was going to be in that kind of eight to 13 range, you know, but there was definitely some, some funny things that happened. And, and I think a lot of the, you know, draft experts talked about how after that top five, a lot of things were swirling around and, and mixed up. And, and so, 
you know, he ended up falling to us. And it seemed even weeks ago when they brought him in that they really liked him. And mm-hmm. so, you know, at that at that stage of the draft, I mean, I, I was still I was still uh, uh, for my own sake, I was kind of hoping for that Kaminga Garuba combination <laughs> that I was kind of intrigued <laughs> by. But it's not about me. It's about the Warriors. And, uh, and it's about these young men, these young uh, these young basketball players tonight so uh, we're very we're very happy for them um you know i was talking to my wife earlier and you know i've been talking to her about uh the nba draft and warriors christmas for uh, months and and then she asked me uh right before the draft she said is it possible to be unhappy at warriors christmas i said all the time (laughs) that's that's all we know uh for the most part uh i mean it's not entirely true but um Mostly true. For tonight. Yeah, mostly true. And for tonight, I'm pretty happy. So I, I think that's a good I think that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. When the I mean the the first like strange kind of thing was that Scotty Barnes went for to Toronto. So everything went kind of according to form. Cunningham, Jalen Green, Mobley, then was Barnes. And that was like, oh, okay. Is it gonna be like one of those nights? And then yeah. I was like, is, is, is there going to be a trade for from the Warriors to the, to the fifth pick? <laughs> I know. I was thinking but, that a little bit, too. Yeah, but then, like, Suggs went, and then Giddy, Josh Giddy went to OKC, which was totally, like, out of nowhere, which just, again, everybody says that Sam Presti's really kind of keeps everything very, very close to the vest. I don't think anyone was guessing Giddy to OKC. No, he seemed like he was a high riser even, but it didn't seem uh, it was going to be much beyond seven or any higher than seven. So uh, he he obviously showed them something and that was definitely close to the vest. I don't think anybody thought of that. Just definitely surprised by that. Right after that, I was like, oh God, Kaminga. I mean, we were texting Kaminga and Booknight were both on the board. And I was like, you got to take Kaminga. You got to take Kaminga. And, you know, God bless them. They took Jonathan Kaminga. And I was like, I I think I yelled. (laughs) I think I yelled. (laughs) I think maybe I did like a fist pump too. I I don't know. (laughs) It probably looked really weird. I, I think I think you know we're both watching. Uh, I think my stream is a little bit behind yours, which I noticed earlier uh, in one of the previous picks. And and so right after I saw that it was coming away, and, and you knew that I was behind you, so you didn't say anything. And I texted you, and I was like, "How do you feel?" <laughs> <laughs> so so now I know you were uh, you were screaming in joy. Yeah, I I think it's an awesome pick. Apparently, a lot of Warriors Twitter before and probably after uh, were very, you know, win now, get somebody to help now type deal. But, I mean, Kaminga, like we talked about, they brought in all these developmental coaches and you take the best player available. And, I mean, the kid is 18, 19 years old. So I, I fully believe that he can he can uh, learn how to play because they're not going to throw him into the starting lineup against the new, sorry, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, on, uh, on the first night of the season. And he'll have a, he'll have a chance. He'll have a chance to really uh, grow and learn, learn the system. So I think he'll be, he'll be, 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm super happy. I couldn't have imagined a better pick at number seven for me. Yeah, when it was when we had the option there of Kamingo or Book Night, um, you know, when it comes down to the moment of your decision, your kind of heart tells you what you really wanted. And mm-hmm. uh, there was some mock draft. I think the Ringer had a mock draft this morning that said Franz Wagner at seven. And that was the, that was the threat to me. I was like, <laughs> don't pick Wagner. Don't pick Wagner. Please not Wagner. Any, but either book or, or coming, I'm fine, but not Wagner. Um, yeah. So, you texted so that really to happy. me. You texted that to me and I had totally forgotten about Wagner. And I'd seen some of those mocks that like, I mean, they these publications and these websites were totally milking the draft. Like every day it's like final mock draft, (laughs) (laughs) the latest on trade situations and post lunch mock draft. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And when you texted Wagner to me, I was like, Oh man, no, no, don't put that in the universe. No, no, (laughs) totally. But okay. I will say two things. Um, Kendrick Perkins is terrible. Uh, yeah. He said he said that Kaminga reminds him of Jordan Bell. Uh, very strange comp. Very strange yeah. comp. Uh, but maybe maybe Perkins is having some flashbacks of the uh, of some of those Warriors runs. Uh, Jordan Bell dropping uh, dropping dimes between his legs. Uh, so maybe right. to him, Jordan Bell is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but so, but my other thing, on a more serious note, is that like I I like how. They they looked at the Wiseman experience, said, uh, okay, these young guys are going to have a hard time adjusting. We need to build better development around them, uh, give them better conditions to succeed. And so I think this, this is going to work. Uh, or, you know, they've talked a lot about organizations, uh, the importance of organizational fit for a player to develop properly. And so they've made strides to do that. But... I guess my serious question or, and not to be too much of a negative Nelly, but why do you think he slid? I mean, I mean it, it, does that give you any pause? I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're happy no. about this pick, but no, no. I mean, like he has flaws and those flaws are pretty well documented. And if I'm looking at the six picks that went ahead of him, I mean, we knew that he was going to be, top seven, no matter what. And the fact that Giddy jumped up ahead, that's like the only surprise, right? Everything else stayed true to form, you know, with a couple, you know, one, one or two people swapping, which were a little surprising in the top six. So uh, he was never in the category of Cade Green Mobley. And then he wasn't in the category of Barnes Suggs at a certain point he fell because, you know, there were those flaws and there were a couple other guys that were better. There's nothing new. It wasn't like he was the number one pick, then all of a sudden fell to seven. He was projected at number one by a few websites uh, just based on one game in the G League, you know. <laughs> but everything else, I think it stays pretty much true to form. I mean, that uh, that block against pool in the uh, G League bubble was was pretty sick. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I mean he's he's super raw. He would be going into his first year of college if he was, you know, hadn't reclassified and all that. 
Uh, it didn't seem like he slid because of there there were any character issues or anything like that. Uh, I you know I, it's it's just something that you wonder about a little bit. But um, maybe the other teams were in a position where they felt they needed something else, and and that's fine. And and so so yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. Should we talk about Moses Moody? Yeah, fourteen Moses Moody. Okay, what are your thoughts on that and uh, what you were thinking as the picks were really getting shuffled and it was like oh my gosh who is still left on the board because <laughs> people started I, jumping up higher and i was like yeah zaire williams jumped uh ahead and then uh david mitchell primo josh primo the, and i was like, like it's like there's all these people who are left that we've talked about yeah. and uh yeah what, what 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 was your what were your thoughts well i had to up? i had to go go look at a big board and see who was left uh it definitely was like oh, okay you know we're gonna be able to get a shooter here whether it's uh i mean duarte just went off the board so i was a little bit disappointed by that um because he likes octopus and i like octopus yeah uh, both <laughs> raw and grilled <laughs> sushi and izakaya um but uh but knowing that they could get moody they could go kispert um that there were options there um, and I like I like Moody a lot. Again, like we said, when they brought him in a few weeks ago, they seemed to really like him too. Had him look at look at some film, break down some film. He played on that really great team with Cade and uh, Sharp and um, and Scotty Barnes. So mm-hmm. he's played a role at uh, at these at a high level in all of these places. But he's still only nineteen years old. Has really solid foundation to build from and so he does have upside in addition to you know the experience of being a role player for you know a good team a winning team so i i think this is a pick that is uh both safe and also has a lot of upside so super happy about this one yeah he is someone that obviously was high in the warriors minds early on and you mentioned the time that they brought him in and they had him break down game film right and i'm sure you heard this right like somebody asked you know jalen johnson like what was his game breakdown session film session like and he's like oh i didn't do that (laughs) it's like oh okay um and so obviously they were high on moody and as we've talked about before like the comps for moody are uh bridges on uh mm-hmm. phoenix and the highest highest comp is probably chris middleton mm-hmm. and as a three and d guy who has like really really long arms right there's that photo of him touching the floor and the <laughs> top of the door frame or something <laughs> in his parents in his mom's house that that's that's kind of awesome and if he has good size at six six and so like you have a classic a classic three and D guy. I mean, that's, that'll fit in really, really well. And if I could just take a step back and be like, Oh man. Okay. So our youth movement right now is James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, and Italian Olympian, Nico Mannion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) There's not much athleticism on the on the guard side, but uh, you know Kaminga and Wiseman 
as uh, as I like to say, man, that's not bad. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they the NBA right now, you need to be able to cover a lot of space. Uh, the floor is so open with so much shooting. You got a, a, you know, a bunch of dudes with really long arms that can cover a lot of space. The Warriors have shown that they like that over uh, this dynasty run, that they prefer long athletes who can cover that ground. So uh, it bodes well, I mean, at least from a physical standpoint, and they have things that they can work on in terms of skill and shooting. Uh, And and some of these guys already have the ability to do that. So I, I think it's a really solid base to build upon and develop to try to have that kind of multi-generational run with the veterans. I think, you know, and and like we said, Moody is that kind of like, can, can fill both sides of it. He might be able to play a little bit. I don't think Kaminga will play very much. No, Um, he, he'll, he'll be on the roster, but hopefully he'll play a lot in, uh, in Santa Cruz as well. But, but I'm curious to know, like, I mean, or I, I, I think that this shows that, or I'm hoping that they've really laid some track for their free agent yeah. um, period that Steph and Draymond have been making calls to get some veteran depth because they have picked a couple of young dudes. And, um, and I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. Because yeah. And even, even a 22 year old rookie is probably not going to do great, you know, like uh, maybe a couple of these rookies will contribute yeah. to a playoff team, but, you know, the odds are pretty against that. So, so I'm, I'm hoping that there's some, some free agent traction that they've made, even though they don't have a lot of options to get those free agents. I I am curious because, you know, although I really like the picks, a couple of things that we had talked about leading up to the draft were passing and shot creation. And I don't think obviously that they've addressed those yeah. issues no. yet like book night is not there even though he, i mean he would have been a rookie um but like you know moody you don't expect him to create much off the bounce you expect him to come in hit a couple shots and play solid defense and not be a liability kaminga you know he's he's not going to be a factor this season uh, i still love these picks but yeah it makes me i mean this is why I think we both were a little bit fixated on Chris Duarte because mm-hmm. of what he could bring. And obviously he had risen up a lot of the, the mocks because I feel like he could have, he, he was just a, a toolsy guy who could do like a Jack of all trades type of uh, he had a Jack of all trades type game who could like hit a three, do a little bit off the bounce and, uh, and play defense. Yeah. I, that, that's, that's the question moving forward. We're talking, you know, roster construction and i don't know i have no idea how they're going to plug in those holes now we have to really hope that clay is you know by mid-season at least 80 85 of himself you know yeah. yeah and that jordan Poole can take another leap and wiseman can take a leap i mean for Poole, just as another guy who can get a bucket i think that's yeah. that'll be huge yeah. and um, you know, who's their backup point guard pool, you know, do they stick Mannion back in the G league? Does he show enough in summer league to warrant real playing time again? Um, so it remains to be seen. Cause I, I haven't really checked on 
who's available in free agency and what the all those different scenarios are of like the the minimums the exceptions all that jazz so <laughs> it'll be uh it'll be it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting i i think this shows they really believe in pool and i think we all saw it in the end of the season and those playing yeah. games uh the the dynamism that he gives and he's gonna have a chance to really be put in a good position to succeed with clay being slow played not that they are you know not that he's gonna probably start um in clay's position but there's gonna be minutes there for him to take and um this is a big year for him and and he's put in the work so i i have really high hopes for that and and these are uh, you know these i think these are kind of vote of confidence uh picks for picks for him as well that uh you know they didn't get some other uh ball dominant guard and and you know we were both saying like oh if you have two dynamic shot creators uh it can work um especially because pool has shown a, a willingness to pass but um but i think you know, maybe they saw some of those uh, those uh, clips from the Jordan Crawford League, but well, it, it seemed like Bob Myers had watched some clips, but uh... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they probably they crossed Book Night off their list after watching those clips. Um, I, uh, I want to talk about some of these surprises really quickly. Yeah. You know? Okay, the first surprise, there, there were a few, right? Like we mentioned, Giddy going to OKC, but the one that really made me go like, what the hell? Was Davion Mitchell, yeah, going to the Kings, right? Yeah, because uh, you in our mock draft had Franz Wagner, and then uh, subsequently I read a bunch of other mock drafts, and they all had Franz Wagner or Sengun going to the Kings. Mm-hmm. And once Wagner went to eight, I was like, oh, you know, maybe the Kings they're going to pick. Booknight or Moody, and they're really guard heavy. But you know, are you going to take BPA? And to me, it's like, well, they tried to move Buddy Healed, and they already have like their two best players are basically uh, Halliburton and and Fox. Yeah. But if you're going to take a guy who can score, then take BPA. But then they took the uh, the six footer, <laughs> yeah, Davion Mitchell, who plays the exact same position as your best player who is only like maybe 21, 22 years old, yep. who was just drafted like, what, three years ago, four yep. years ago? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But I, I couldn't believe it. And I I just thought of what we talked about and how Vivek was probably like, oh, Davion Mitchell. Davion. The same way he was like, <laughs> Stauskas, 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 Stauskas. And uh, it's like, in the same way, like there's Stauskas because, you know, that was influenced maybe by the Warriors uh, players. And then they took, they got Buddy Heald in a trade because of like, oh, he's like Clay Thompson. And then it's like, oh, the Warriors like Davion Mitchell. Let's take Davion Mitchell. <laughs> that that was a just weird, a joke going through my head. It's such a weird pick. It's such a weird pick because, sure, he could play with Fox, but you're not going to be playing the whole game with him. It just seemed like you. It just seems like a weird fit. And, and, you know, we all love Mitchell's uh, compete level and his defense on the ball, but it's just super weird. Super weird. I, but, you know, King's going to King's, you know. I, I I don't know what else to say, man. Yeah. I so yeah. surprised. 
I don't know what else to say either. Like the only thing I get, I could guess was they were so set on Wagner that they didn't have anything else on their board. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they probably went online to go check like all the mock drafts to see who was there. And they're like, Oh, Davion Mitchell, you know, because I don't know, like, can you imagine playing Fox and Mitchell and I know Mitchell's good on defense, but they're so small, man. Yeah. They're going to be super fast. You know, maybe they're just going to totally lean on. We're just going to play really, really fast. We have these uh, these two quick, really quick dudes in the backcourt. I just don't know. Like small backcourts, they can work if they can guard up. And Mitchell can. And, you know, I, I really like Darren Fox. I, I just I just don't see it. I, I, it's, it's a weird pick. So weird yeah thing. yeah what else um, stood out to you um you know i thought uh josh primo like none of us knew who he was and i'm sure a lot of draft experts did um but even them i think were kind of like whoa uh why did he go so high um youngest player in the draft going to the spurs I you know, know. They, i don't know like they they have a good development system and so i i you know they they have some track record of developing these kind of toolsy athletic wing and guard guys, but uh, it's kind of a, kind of a weird pick. Yeah. I mean, they passed on Moody, Sangoon, Trey Murphy, but you know, maybe they wanted to go with the highest upside and like, then you pick the youngest dude, (laughs) you know, I'd heard the name Josh Primo and I only remembered it because I was like, that's a cool name. Yeah, <laughs> but I never bothered to read much about him because he was nowhere near the, the 14th no. pick or the seventh no. pick. And uh, I guess I was wrong. By the way, it looks like uh, the Rockets also got Garuba at 23. Yep, yep. Wow, they, they had a good draft, man. Yeah, we, we are uh, we're recording this before the end of the first round. So there are some... Some interesting picks here. Yeah. Another surprise for me was uh, my man Zaire Williams. Going yes, ten. Yeah, you were starting to hear him moving up because of his, you know, this kind of like, oh, Stanford had such a weird year, and you know, he he has a lot of talent, but uh, yeah, still felt still a little surprised that he went so high. I would have been really heartbroken if we didn't get Kaminga at seven, and then Williams went before 14 i mean not mm-hmm. that <laughs> there's no guarantee that the warriors would have taken him but um if he went this high and people were that high on him in general internally who knows yeah i think him going to the grizzlies i mean the grizzlies are gonna be good <laughs> yeah they're already pretty yeah. good and if yeah. they can activate him a little bit and get him and develop him that will be i mean i think he's going to be really really solid i hope he's not better than jonathan kaminga <laughs> i, I know I, like, hope, I hope not too i'll be like oh i was hoping for the wrong thing um but you know we'll see you know there's going to be trades over the next few days there's already some picks that are being traded around but there was the trade that was not so much about the draft it was uh the washington wizards and the lakers made a made a big trade yeah how do you feel about that trade so it was uh it was um kuzma harrell kcp 
I think uh, going going to the Wizards and for Westbrook. Yeah, was there a pick involved? Yeah, yeah. so Washington also got the Lakers' uh, first round pick, which who turned into who is uh, Isaiah Jackson, the the big man from Kentucky. Yeah, I think this was a really good trade for the Wizards. And I think it was a pretty mediocre trade for the Lakers, despite what Lakers Twitter is saying. <laughs> uh, they're all super happy. But the trade that was on the table before for pretty much the same group of guys uh, to Sacramento for Buddy Heald, I think would have been an overall more beneficial trade for the Lakers, considering they don't have three-point shooters. That's yeah. what they need. They don't need more ball-dominant chuckers uh, who think they're still at MVP level. And don't get me wrong, like Russell Westbrook can still contribute, but like what they really needed is it's this glaring thing. They could have traded for Heald and then re-signed Dennis Schroeder, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you have a couple of guys who fill roles and fill needs. But now, I mean, they could still keep Schroeder. I have no idea. But but now you just have Westbrook who, I mean, he still can put up numbers, but it's always been a question in my mind how much he actually contributes to winning uh, in general, you know? Totally. I mean, well, especially winning in the playoffs. I We always saw how the Warriors played him and there was always or often uh, a chance that you could just bait him into doing things that were not winning plays. And he consistently did those things, uh, taking odd shots or bait him into hero ball. And he's not a good shooter. I mean, they probably will rely on, uh, you know, the pull of the Lakers and LeBron to get some vet minimum shooters. Right. Uh, so, so they'll probably be able to fill it out a little bit. And, you know, by the end, Harold was not, not, so great, uh, but I do think it's a good trade for the Wizards. Uh, it also shows, I think, that uh, Beal's staying, and it's um, he's definitely not getting traded to the Warriors. Um, Thank God. Yeah, and and they have some some kind of tested veterans around him, and they can probably make a, like a decent run in the East for a, a lower seed in the playoffs. So uh, it seems like that's what. Bradley wants. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have this hot take. It was funny to me once the Westbrook trade got announced, everybody was talking about like, oh, well, Bradley Beal's going to the Warriors or Bradley Beal is getting asked to be traded. I was like, but is he? You know, is he? Because there is a part of me, I don't know anything about Bradley Beal's personality, but like, he played with wall for so long and then he had to play with Westbrook. Yep. And I'm not saying that there was any strife or any kind of like whatever, but like, you know, now he's by far the best player on this team, right? Yeah, you got the, the keys now yeah. on yeah. this team. And they added Kuzma, KCP and, and, uh, and Harold. Right. And those guys did not perform that great for the Lakers in the playoffs, but they're not terrible, right? Kuzma no. will be better. I don't, you know, like I don't. He's he's not Tatum. He's not or whatever he says. I think it was going around. Like, did he say he was as good as Tatum or he's as good as some all star or whatever? 
uh, or that he's an all-star caliber player. But regardless, like he'll get more touches. He won't have to defer to LeBron and AD. So that's solid. KCP will give you what KCP does. Harold yep. will give you some toughness. And then, I mean, they picked Corey Kispert up and I was like, yep, that's what they're doing. <laughs> like they're adding role players to Bradley Beal's team and, you know, picking up Isaiah Jackson too. That's, you know, he, he won't do much his first year, but he's, he's a prospect. So I, I think that's, that's good for the wizards. And from what everybody was saying about how Bradley Beal wanted to stay in DC and like build a winner in DC, I guess it's true. Yeah. You know, and yep. good for him, you know, good yep. for him. And thank you, Giannis for showing him that that is actually possible, even <laughs> though the wizards are nowhere close to being a dominant force in the playoffs yeah. in either yeah. conference anyway. Yeah. So, you know, but um, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Lakers Westbrook experiment. Oh, that's going to be high variance, I think, you know, um, with the variance of aging LeBron, the variance of Davis's injuries, and just the variance of Westbrook, the eternal variance of Westbrook. (laughs) You just never know which way it's going to go. And it it could really work out. I don't know. Maybe they get really focused. Uh, But it'll be interesting either way. You got to know, like you said, they're going to pick up some some ring chasers, some role players that'll just, you know, fill out the roster. You know, I don't trust AD to be healthy for a full season. No, I just neither do don't, I. Don't not at, not at this point. And um, you know, with LeBron and Westbrook getting up there, it's going to be funny. Like this feels like one of those oh, hey, we just signed Gary Payton and Carl Malone, we're going to be the best team in, yeah. in the league. Or, hey, we just signed old Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to be awesome. So this feels, maybe I'm just hoping for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping a little bit for that too. <laughs> but I'm hoping a little bit of that for our, for the Warriors as well. We need we need a few we need a few ring trait ring chasers oh, as well. Hell yes, yes you know yes. I don't know who those people are going to be. It's got to be you know we need a we need a big we need a veteran big. We need another wing or you know a three four five kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like you said, I there's so many people out there, and it's so hard to project what is going to happen in free agency. So yeah. I think we'll just be monitoring Twitter and seeing uh, what, what the rumors are and, and, and hopefully all the lobbying and the track that they've laid um, will turn into something. Would you have preferred Duarte at 14 instead of Moody? Like, you know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out if I was way too fixated on Duarte or, and, and just imagining his fit and like his do everything and his toughness. Uh, yeah, I, I I think he has better numbers in terms of his shooting. Um, he's a little bit more edge, and he definitely felt like somebody who would be able to play next season. But I I don't know. I I think I think I think so, I think Moody is a solid solid pick. He doesn't shoot it as well as Duarte, um, but long term he's uh he's got more upside just from age alone uh there's there's more chances that he'll add more things to his game uh provide more 
kind of value over time. Um, but yeah, probably Duarte will be better in the first two years of their kind of respective contracts or careers. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, I think part of why we were uh, excited about Duarte was that we didn't think Moody was going to be at 14. I mean, there were right. some mock drafts that had him in that range, but, um, and I think we were also fixated on Duarte because that was like our pick right after the lottery. <laughs> I think we both said Duarte. So that yeah, that's cool. right. <laughs> I knew it all along. <laughs> yeah, man, I was really, really hoping for book night. I was like, for him to drop in 14, I was like, oh my God, we got Kaminga. Will the basketball gods give us book night too? Yeah, yeah. The 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 hope of having a real dynamic score would have been really nice, but uh, yeah. I'm 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 just to bring it back to kind of how we started. I'm super happy with this haul. Yeah, could you have imagined after we realized that the Minnesota pick was not going to give us one of the at the time top five guys in the draft, and we got like one of the top five guys from you know back then? Yeah, and um, yeah. you know now he's top seven. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I think, uh, I said I was going to probably run around the block, but I'm not going to because <laughs> that would just be silly. You know, I, it's been a long process. I, I, I think I'm just realizing how tired I am now, <laughs> like after, uh, after this whole draft process. I mean, not that I did any real work, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just reading, just constantly reading things and listening to mock drafts and draft predictions and draft scouting reports. It's uh, it's super fun, but it's actually quite exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. It is exhausting and it, it can be frustrating, right? Because then you're like realizing that they're just messing with you. Basically they're like, Oh, click here, click here. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh, we heard a rumor, but we're making it up. Yeah, or somebody yeah. starts a rumor out of nowhere, like nbaanalysis.net, the worst website um, <laughs> on the internet. But yeah, it, it it was exhausting. And it totally was a flashback to how it used to feel when I was like a kid in the 90s before we had the internet. And when I was just reading like Sports Illustrated or the yeah. the local paper or just watching college basketball and reading scouting reports and how, how deep you can get into it. Free agency starts in a few days. That's going to be exciting because I think, you know, on day one, there's going to be a little bit of clarity on the roster in terms of some, yeah. some veterans and then summer league, like these dudes are going to play summer league, right? So yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be fun. Yeah. When, when does summer league start? Is, uh, I think is like uh, second, second week of August or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully Italy gets eliminated from the Olympics because I'm still on Nico Mannion Island. And, um, but yeah, I, w- I would love to see Kaminga in, in summer league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I would love to, for him to show like what he can do to like, you know, for other <laughs> Warriors fans who are like, what did we just do? We left Corey Kispert on the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, real quick, I just wanted to run through like the, the Warriors roster right now. So it's like yeah, Steph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, Looney, Wiggins. Wiseman, Wiggins, Poole. Uh, JTA, Poole. That's eight. Uh, who Damian else is under contract? Lee. Damian Lee is under contract. Nico Mannion is under contract. Uh, yep. Right. Eric Pascal. Eric Pascal. So that's 11. 
Um, um, Michael Mulder is like on a non-guarantee. Yeah, Mulder, so that's 12. You throw in Kaminga and Moody, so that's 14. You jettison Smilagich, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I think they'll 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 add a, a free agent wing and a free agent big candidates to be jettisoned. Pascal. Well, I think uh, it's Mulder. It, so Lee, Mulder, <laughs> Mannion, and Pascal. They're all candidates to get get the boot. Yeah, in my universe, it's 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 not Mannion. <laughs> <laughs> in my universe it's definitely not all caps damien lee <laughs> so thank you eric pascal and thank you michael Mulder. um i mean Mulder, hopefully is replaced by moody to some extent yeah, yeah. You know? uh, longer arms yeah and uh taller all right well that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by the National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.